Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. January 28, 2020 edition of the Astro Energy Astrology Show here on Blog Talk Radio. You are with Shelly Overton, that's me, and I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida. I am very happy to be here with you today. It's a good thing it's a Tuesday because Monday I was pretty sick. So have you been feeling all this energy? Oh my goodness, you know, a week ago it was supposed to be the um, Saturn-Pluto, actually, was it a little over a week ago? I guess it was two weeks ago now. Um, the eclipse, not the well, the eclipse was there, the solar eclipse, uh, and we also had the Saturn Pluto Mercury Sun conjunction. And my goodness, it has been stopped ever since. It's like uh, one thing after another. And so, if I sound a little congested, it's because I'm a little congested. So, um, anyway, I'm going to do my best this week. Because it's been a lot. It's it's just been a lot physically, a lot mentally, and a lot emotionally. So um, as you all know, I'm sure by now, um, the big news of the weekend, a couple big news is um, Kobe Bryant passed away in a helicopter accident, which, you know, I don't watch a lot of basketball. I've, I've watched some, and I've been to basketball games, you know, professional when I lived in Denver. And I think I've been to some here for the magic in Orlando, but um, definitely Kobe Bryant has been an icon in in pop culture for many years, two decades. And when I heard that, I was stunned. I mean, what I heard, I was um, out of the house this weekend and I kept hearing the last end of so-and-so and their children and something happened, but I never heard the name. I only heard the very last about um, how the family, you know, is going to be devastated and all this other stuff. And so I had to find out from my daughter who had passed away. And I thought it was a singer or someone like that. And it turned out it was Kobe. And it actually hit me pretty hard because I just feel he has been around for a long time. Uh, Even though I don't have any particular um, interest in the sport he was in as far as like watching it all the time. I, I do touch base with it occasionally and he's just been around. I mean, you hear his name all the time. And so um, the fact that he passed away with his daughter and seven other people was pretty profound. And 
Yes, in the chat room, Lovely Dove said, Kobe has had a major impact on the world, and it's true. And so, um, gosh, I'll get choked up just talking about it now. Um, Being a parent, you know, you think about the passion you have for your kids and how he left three other daughters and a wife. And he was really trying to do so much good for the world. He even started, and I didn't know this until this weekend, he started a girls uh, basketball league or club to help them, help teach them about basketball, which was part of what he was doing when he passed away. He was on his way to a basketball event with his daughter and other team members. And it was just pretty intense, you know, um, it, it definitely is one of those events that people connect to each other with. And interestingly, the same day, of course, I mean, it was just such a big day uh, astrologically for events. And I think, you know, looking at what was going on, there has been a Mars aligning to a square with Venus and Neptune. And so, um, you know, we have this energy of Neptune, which is the ruler of Pisces and endings. Mars is accident activity. And um, in his chart, he had a 15 degree Neptune in Sagittarius, which was just one degree off of Mars that day. Sagittarius rules travel and transportation, like air travel for sure. So a square to Neptune, it absolutely was not a good day for him to be flying. And, you know, you can say that in retrospect, but of course I don't necessarily check out Kobe Bryant's chart. So um, anyway, it was um, pretty devastating. And then later that day was the Grammys, which is an event in the music industry. Of course, it's also Mars and Sagittarius. And they held a tribute to him because it was held at the Staples Center, which is a sports arena and also a Sagittarian venue. And then um, I think uh, there, well, I, you know, these are just things that are in my world that affect, that affected me this weekend that kind of I noted. And one is that it was Ellen DeGeneres' birthday and she was there at the Staples Center also on that day. And so she was deeply affected by what happened as well, as were many, many people in this world. So um, I think the reason we're all so affected is it's kind of like a Princess Diana effect for many people that this is a person who we project an ideal onto and pin certain hopes because he was a good guy overall. He had, you know, hiccups. And I honestly don't know he was accused of sexual assault a decade ago. I don't know what the truth is of that situation, but I do know that he cared for his family and he cared for his children. And so I'm just going on that, that he cared to be a good person and an example for his community and our community in the world. So um, I think that was significant. Anyway, um, having this Mars square Neptune energy, it also amazingly affects my chart. Because I have a sun in Virgo at 17 degrees, and that opposes Neptune, it opposes Venus, and it squares Mars. So um, it's been really hitting me hard as well. And those of you who are, and I posted this on my Instagram feed, so if you want to follow me there, it's Angelic Zodiac one uh, on Instagram. And pretty much people who are born around 8, 9, 10, 11 degrees of Asar at 
excuse me, 8, 9, 10, 11th of a month in the signs of Gemini, Pisces, Virgo, and Sagittarius will feel this energy a little bit stronger. So um, this might get confusing with the numbers, but so people born in around the 10th of the month for, for those, so it would be 10th of December, 10th of June, 10th of um, December, September, June, and March. So those people are going to feel this energy a little bit stronger. They may have more incidents where people affect them deeper emotionally. So pay attention to that. If you have middle degrees, 17 degrees, 15, 16, 17, 18 degrees of those signs in your chart, uh, if you have planets there, they will be affected very strongly by this energy. And then um, we also have, and I was noting today when I was posting for Instagram, that there is a conjunction of two asteroids and a part of fortune, which is an interesting combination. But we have um, Chiron in Aries at, I believe that one is two. I'm going off my the top of my head because I don't have it right here in front of me. Uh, oh, yeah, there it is. Chiron's at two degrees of Aries, which is a new energy, and it's also the energy of men, uh, aggression, assertion, ambition, and drive. And then we have the part of fortune, which is at around zero degrees of uh, Aries. And conjunct to that is Lilith, which is an asteroid. And I was reading up on Lilith this weekend because um, I know most of the uh, uh, general asteroids in astrology you know the ones that come up on the the main ones that come up on the chart so chiron juno cirrus but lilith is a little has been a little fuzzy and so i read up on lilith and that's a very interesting mythology Um, lilith was the archetype of a woman who ended up getting married and when she was married to her husband he did not allow her to be in her power and she refused to stay married in that situation. So she left him and went off and married, they said a demon and had demon children. And as a way to get revenge, and I'm trying to remember who it was. I I think she's a daughter of Saturn, but um, I don't remember who her husband was, but as a way of getting revenge, they killed her children. So she was quite angry and vengeful at that. So she's a pretty wild energy to begin with. And that energy moving into Aries is even more intense. So it's really anyone born on this day or in this week or, you know, with these particular energies, the part of fortune is an Arabic part and to generalize because it's it's pretty involved, but you get it through uh, taking two planets and I can't tell you exactly how to get that particular Arabic part, but I know it's uh, split and I, isn't this terrible? I mean, there's so much to learn in astrology and honestly, I will be very straight up with you. There are a lot of things that I focus on. Um, mostly I do intuitive astrology. I know a lot about it, but there are more and more things that are being used in astrology these days and I'm not as well versed in those because I already have so much information from what I do study and what comes through energetically, intuitively, that um, honestly, I'm at a point where it's getting a little overwhelming, 
And this week has been overwhelming anyway, so I'm just going to be straight up with you about that. Um, there, like I've told other people, there's so much that I know about astrology already and the way things interact that as we're getting more aligned to the asteroids, it's, it fine tunes a chart and I will do it. I usually and have for 40 years in astrology done it at my own pace. So I'm probably the rebel astrologer, truth be told, um, because I am self-taught for the most part and I do it at the pace I want to do it. And again, I, I know more than I can express in a sitting at a reading. So, you know, it's just, I take it in my time. And I'm just going to be honest with you about that. But that being said, um, I I still know a good amount about astrology. So um, anyway, uh, getting back to this part of fortune. So the part of fortune is when you take two planets and, I mean, it, it can get more involved than this, I have to tell you, but a part is like a center point at times. And so you look for where the planets are by degree in a sign and then you split it and then there's much more math with other parts. I mean, not kidding you. It can be like, well, you take this planet plus this planet and minus that planet and then you get this kind of part. So it gets more involved with math, but the part of fortune is a point in your chart where you express fortune and luck comes to you. So people born at this time are going to be really, um, the women, the females specifically, are very much about being in their power and being in that that drive, the unapologetic drive. And a classic example, I would say, is probably Lizzo in um, music, in the music industry. Lizzo is very much in that kind of energy. She's expressing her personal power and um, unapologetically. So, and very much in the spotlight as well. And Billie Eilish, which also... Um, Sunday night, the Grammy, she won five out of the six she was nominated for. So she's definitely an expression of this energy uh, coming through. And definitely with the square between Mars and Venus Neptune, we do have this really strong shift of energy around the drive, the need to move and go like a, a masculine energy drive at odds with the feminine receptive energy. It is a growth time. Again, I have a very different view of squares now in my astrological career than I did when I first started, because when I first started, it was much more negative aspects are squares and oppositions, and I don't see it that way anymore. Um, actually, probably the most difficult aspect, would two of them would be a trine and a, a quincunx in conjunct, which is 150 degrees. So 150 and um, 120 to me are much more stressful, difficult energies. So um, anyway, okay. So Venus and Neptune conjunct. They are within minutes of each other right now. Venus is at 16 and, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have my glasses. 14 minutes and 16.55 for Neptune. They're going to be... um, almost exact, but they're at the exact same degree right now. And so that means that they are basically acting in the same energy. They express through the same part of the sky, the same um, energetic signature, so to speak. And so they're expressing the Cancerian energy right now about family and 
home. And so Venus can represent mom. It can represent daughters. It can represent sisters. And Neptune is, again, the um, email energy. That just came to me. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, that, that particular phrase, that is very emotional. It's intuitive and receptive. And receptive means that things come to us. We don't actively go to them, which is why Mars squaring it, Mars in Sagittarius, is an active aggressive energy it is going towards something and venus and neptune are wanting to receive so it's kind of like a slap in the face for venus and neptune for whatever represents the energy of mars and you know as we have seen this week i mean there are so many other um stories as well we've got um oh i'm sorry my brain i am still a little sick um the the energy of sickness <laughs> thank you that was it um yeah we've got the coronavirus um coming up in our awareness and then we've got uh the impeachment trial so many things where there are energies popping up and basically calling for attention so Moving on to some other things that are going on in the chart right now, we've got the sun at six degrees Aquarius and Mercury at 17. I don't need to be really negative, but this week has been really difficult. And I'm seeing in the chat room, it's that way for more people than just me. And obviously uh, in society, we are seeing it everywhere. Uh, but we've got the impeachment trial. So of course, uh, people are definitely at odds there and have been for quite a while. And I think part of that energy is um, polarity going on with the natal Pluto for our country. So that means the uh, south node in eight degrees Capricorn and the north node in eight degrees Cancer. So uh, they move in retrograde motion. So they've been going through the chart starting closer to the Plutonian energy of our country. And it really is showing us where we need to balance between um, power and control and embracing the receptivity of the feminine energy, which would be the North Node in Cancer. Hang on one second. I'm sorry. I, have, I apologize because I have to, have to um, mute for just a second. I'll be right back. Sorry about that. I had to blow my nose. I <laughs> didn't want to share that with you. So um, anyway, we've got this polarity going on, but um, Pluto joined with Saturn. Pluto's at 23 Capricorn now and Saturn's at 24. So they are starting to pull away. Of course, Saturn will get into Aquarius and then go retrograde back towards Pluto. And there will be wrapping up of some issues and it's going to be an interesting year because we've got that throughout the whole year. We've got, uh, like I said, sun in Aquarius and Mercury in Aquarius. And so um, Mercury in Aquarius can be much more accident prone. And Mercury is in sextile to Mars. Now, normally that would be very cooperative. And it is also cooperative. It is, like I said, eclectic, unusual musical styles. Um, again, Billie Eilish represents that for sure. And I know I've looked at her chart. She has three planets in Sagittarius. And 
two or three in Aquarius. So she is very much a child of her generation. Uh, same, my, both my kids are in that generation. So she expresses this need to be proactive and independent and eclectic and eccentric in her music style. She's bringing forth a new style of music that personally I am really embracing. I mean, I'm a child of, well, (laughs) my musical tastes run the gamut for about, I would say at least 60 to 80 years in decades. I love everything from 40s all the way, well, probably till now. So 80 years, I'm good with a lot of it, but I really like the idea of bringing in a new style to pop culture and to modern view of music. So I'm really looking forward to kind of what happens with this energy as it moves forward with Saturn and also Uranus and Taurus. So, um, yeah, so we've got, I'm looking and still looking at the wrong chart here. Let me pull over. I was looking at Kobe Bryant's and um, the day he passed. And that was telling me a lot of things about that as well. But um, going to today, we have the the energy is really triggering a potential for accidents. I'm just going to be clear. And also your phones and your technology. The, you know, anytime we have planets, especially Mercury in Gemini, Virgo, um, or retrograde, or in Aquarius, those all really are pronounced energies around technology. And so um, I just had somebody mention yesterday that they're having tech issues, and that's not surprising. Um, We've got the energy between the two. So Sagittarius energy, like I said, is drive and moving forward and moving on. It's also foreign affairs and foreign energy. And then Aquarius is the energy of the people, and the two combined brings in a, a new awareness of other cultures, but eclecticism and integrating the unusual into our collective consciousness. So it's really an interesting time as we move forward. Um, Uranus and Taurus, and that is last degrees of a square to sun and Aquarius. And that is not a comfortable thing because Uranus rules Aquarius. So the sun is answering to Uranus in Taurus, which Taurus is a very stable, slow slow growing kind of energy whereas Aquarius is a very quick minded energy so it is uncomfortable probably right now for Aquarians especially early degree Aquarians those who are born around um, 20 21st of January on the cusp because you're feeling this a little bit more pronounced of not getting where you're wanting to go as intellectually quick as you perceive it so um, (laughs) anyway yeah um, it's it's just a really a really interesting time. I guess that's the best I can say for this this energy is just we're really heavy into the ending energies. Like I said last week, we have most of the planets. Last week they were in a bowl, and I guess they still are in a bowl if you divide the um, sky in half, because we have Mars starting out in Sagittarius and ending with Uranus and Taurus. So that all falls into a bowl which means they're in half of the sky. And it concentrates energy around what we understand about wrapping up transpersonal energy, which is the energy of how we get along as a collective. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't probably even say wrapping it up. We are in a transitionary period, 
but we aren't we aren't quite there yet to complete this cycle. Not until we get probably Venus going into Aries will uh, trigger a little bit of a shift uh, around what's to come. But really, the heavy hitters we won't have anything um, fully putting us into a new energy uh, until we see Saturn will probably be the first major slow moving planet to get there after Uranus. And I don't know if this is making sense to you. So we, like I said, I'm still a little foggy and I have a sign of infection. So of course that's all up in my head. Um, okay. So what I'm saying is that Saturn now at 24 Capricorn will dabble with Aquarius and it takes two and a half years to go through a sign. So five years from now, Saturn will be entering Aries. That will be really the beginning of a, a cycle, especially at the same time when Pluto goes into Aquarius. So Pluto in Aquarius in 2024, and then Saturn moving into Aries is going to be a whole new vibe, a whole new like birth of a new mentality. And that being said, um, I again, and I said this last week, I will be going over the election energy coming you know, closer to the election and throughout the year. But having having four more years to wait for this kind of bursting forth energy uh, expression-wise may mean we still have four more years of what we get. So um, I'm just throwing it out there as an idea. Um, again, I think I said last week that I, maybe I didn't. I know I was telling someone that I think that there's probably going to be a potential um, battle in the courts for who won this election coming up because it's going to be so split at that, at the time of the election. And also Mercury turns direct middle of election day. So there's definitely going to be some contention. I, again, you know, we've had this split for years now, but it's, it is going to culminate around four years from now. So because Pluto moves into Aquarius four years from now for that election and Saturn moves into Aries, it's going to be a much more youthful vibe in four years for the election, while this election, per se, is Pluto at end degrees Capricorn, and Saturn retrograde then goes direct in September, right before the election, wrapping up the old story. So um, what I've heard, interestingly, uh, through other uh, psychics and mediums and people who do some of this work energetically that we are going to be um, moving into this new energy and a new way of thinking. Uh, darn, I lost what I was going to say. <laughs> um, but it has to do with um, moving to a new energy and that, oh, I know what it was, that if we um, haven't learned our lesson, we will have to repeat it this election cycle. So, I think of that a lot. I keep it in the back of my mind. So I'm very adamant about really learning the lessons. And it's not, if you think about it too, it's not just collectively, it's individually. So what lessons are you learning? What are you learning to let go of? That's Saturn at n degrees Capricorn, Pluto at n degrees Capricorn. And throughout the year, Jupiter will get very far into Capricorn before he retrogrades. And so it's about transformation and transition of the old energy, the old belief and dogma. And, and on a personal level, we have to figure that out. You know, what is it that we're thinking, no, this can't change. This is the way it's always been. So um, anyway, 
I'm getting a little bit worn out. <laughs> Sorry. But um, I think I'm going to take probably just one call today. I hope I was fairly clear for you um, trying to explain what's going on. But um, let me just look real quick. I'm going to check out what we have coming this week because it is so much. But today, let me see. It flipped back on my ephemeris. Okay, we've got the week of the 27th. So, and and honestly, I didn't read this. I, if you remember, at the beginning of the year, I put all the information in my planner about uh, what's coming up. And the 28th, which is today, has Mars square Neptune at 5.34 a.m. The moon in Pisces is exactly conjunct Venus at 6.02, so that just happened. Moon sextiles Pluto at 5.21 p.m. and sextiles Saturn at 8.08 p.m., which is very good positive energy. I put down men and action are at odds with a deeper emotional energy, and that's really the, um, the Neptune squaring Mars. So then Wednesday we have uh, wounding, aggressive action, a release, and independence. So this energy, interestingly, the sun in Aquarius and the moon in Aries, is going to be what I was just talking about with uh, Saturn in Aries and Pluto in Aquarius come 2024. So it'll give you like a little snippet tomorrow of what that's like. Um, from uh, detachment of ego, which is sun in Aquarius can detach. Um, and believe me, I've been going through a huge opposition to my sun. So this is a very, very significant time of detachment from ego. And then, um, and that means like everything you identify with as your, as who you are in your person is, uh, is changing, it's shifting. And, you know, it may feel like the world's against you, but um, anyway, okay. And then of course, moon and Aries is very assertive for the ego, for the sense of self. So um, probably much more uh, eclectic day around ego and emotion tomorrow, but much more bright and vibrant and acting towards a future idea, which is very exciting, honestly. And then um, let's see, wholeness, security, and clarity happen on Saturday. Without getting into all the details, I'm just going to give you the overview. And then Groundhog's Day is the second, which means we're already into February at the end of the week, which is amazing. Um, security and good vibes happen because Pluto is conjunct Venus then. Is that right? Pluto and Venus are conjunct one? Is it? That doesn't strike me. That must be Neptune. Pluto and Venus? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, sextile. So Venus and Pluto are sextile that day. And then Monday of next week, we have a Mercury retrograde shadow begins. And so it's going to be water signs this year, I believe. And um, it'll be water and, darn it. Let me just flip over to the end here real quick for us. Yeah, this is what it's like for me giving a podcast when I'm not 100% healthy. Uh, um, yeah, Pisces and then going back into Aquarius. So, yeah, so it'll be water and air for the Mercury retrogrades this year. And that means that we're going to start to second-guess things that have happened in the past emotionally and what we've been dealing with from the past. Um those of you who um, have a lot of Pisces, you may have, well, even if you don't, we have three three bodies in Pisces today. So people coming back up from the past and emotional issues 
sentimentality is going to happen. So, okay, I think that's probably the best I can do for <laughs> for giving you more information about disguise this week. Okay, let's see who we have. Nine five one. Hi, how how are you? Hey, Hello. it's Nathaniel. Nathaniel, long time no talk. How are you? Yeah, I uh doing uh, pretty good, but you know, uh this uh seems to be affecting me quite a bit with all the uh Oh my goodness. All the change of energy. Yeah, what's it doing for you? Uh, you know, I had colon cancer and I had surgery, so I've been recovering for the last three or oh, four months. Sorry, and I did a round of chemo. Wow. I did a round of chemotherapy about two months ago. Uh-huh. And you know, my my hair's falling out, and uh, been feeling really bad, and having some neuropathy oh, no. and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I'm really trying to stay strong, and uh, you know, I, I really need to stay positive because I, you know, you start thinking yeah. about bad stuff, and it'll really drag you down. Yeah. So yeah, I'm you probably trying to shouldn't just... listen to what I'm saying because I'm just telling you all the hard stuff, aren't I? <clears throat> uh. Yeah, because you were saying like, you know, how uh, how you were feeling kind of bad, and you were feeling really bad. What, yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Sunday night when I, or Sunday afternoon when that I found was, out, and then Monday, yeah. Was it about Colby that you found out, or is that, is um, that Yeah, that, that was something? one of it, but it's, it's been many other things. I have a, a close family yeah. member um, had just been diagnosed with cancer as well, and that was difficult to hear. So it's just been everything. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you know, I think with the foods and stuff we eat and stuff, uh, you yes. know, and everything and yeah. the medical, yes. I don't know if chemo should even be legal, you know. I, I don't really um, think it's a good I way to. Have a, yeah, I have a very strong opinion about it, and, you know, so I, I tend to keep it to myself you, at times. But I, you I don't am like a it? huge advocate. No. Mm-mm. No, it's, yeah, it's like yeah. using poison to kill something you know invasive like yeah it's it's poison basically to me what you need it's in agent, your chart really shows orange. this is Taurus mm-hmm. what yeah you've it's been through agent it orange. it's it's the same yeah. thing as agent is that what orange it is? I guess wow yeah that's intense yeah, so, so let me ask you this because uh-huh. I haven't really yeah. talked to anybody with chemo like who's done who's done it like what made you decide to do that? I mean, I'm just curious because I know that's really the state well, of the art. I wasn't going to do it. You know, I, 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 it took over a couple of months for me to decide to have the surgery. You know, it took over uh-huh. a couple of months. I didn't even want to have the surgery. And then they said they found right. it in my lymph nodes. The, the two oh. lymph nodes, they, they took out yeah. 18 lymph nodes because that's what they oh, and, and they said, well, buy the thing. So, And I mm-hmm. thought, well, you know, uh, I was on disability and, you know, I thought, well, you know, I can extend mm-hmm. my time off work and disability. And I mm-hmm. only did one round, but I did have mm-hmm. a, uh, a port installed that they took out mm-hmm. a couple oh, days okay. ago on, fr- on Friday. Mm-hmm. They, you know, the ports they right. put in. Have you heard about that? Yeah. Yeah. So, the, well, so that they can do it without re, uh, like doing all the injection again. You, you, they just put it in there. Yeah. It destroys your veins, so they put a thing oh. in your chest where they can inject uh, your thing. So I'm just recovering from mm-hmm. that. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a little kind of like a you know about a three quarters of an inch thing by about a quarter mm-hmm. of an inch deep, and they put it mm-hmm. right under your skin, wow. 
and then they wow. they run a tube down your vein, and then mm-hmm. the vein uh, it's about oh it's about nine inches. It's a little uh, really small little uh, uh, you know plastic thing that that mm-hmm. has the chemo drop right off on your heart. Wow. And I only did one round. They wanted to do twelve rounds, or then they said, oh "Well, goodness. you know, they wanted to do like six rounds." So I went in around before Thanksgiving, and you know, I don't know how long, you know, because I mean, you know, that it's supposed to take effect, you know, or you know, I mean, what is it going to mm-hmm. be out of my system, you know? I mean, because if they do a little mm-hmm. vaccine, that's supposed to be in your system for months, you know. So yeah, you know, so uh, uh, you know, I should have. I well, should have said maybe, you know, to take pills and then not to take pills, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm kind of recovering wow. from the report now. I should be going back to work and, uh, on the 6th of February or so. Are you feeling better at all? Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm feeling a, a lot better than I was a couple of months ago or, you know, even, mm-hmm. a, even a month ago. Uh, you know, so. Right. Well, but, uh, I'm a huge proponent of diet and leafy greens and anything antioxidant like blueberries and greens and things like that because yeah, um, from what I understand, alkalinity cancer doesn't grow in an alkaline environment, and our bodies are always so acidic these days. I don't think we eat well enough to keep the alkalinity balanced. And, um, you know, Dr. Shelley, I'm not a doctor, so – Disclaimer. Well, there's so many, but, there's so um, much bad stuff in the foods that we have. You know, it's hard to find. Mm-hmm. I saw that you know that they put uh, aborted feces and Diet Pepsi, Gatorade, Fritos, mm-hmm. uh, Mountain Dew. I mean, just another mm-hmm. couple of dozen things I saw on Facebook. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Wow. Well, you know, I, I would. This is what I. My advice is to trust your instinct, trust yourself because you live in your body. And if you tune into your body intuitively, I think we know where we're going wrong and we can adjust. Now, that being said, we don't always catch it early on. And so, you know, it might be larger than we can attack back because it wears us down, you know, so catching things early is definitely good. And, I just am, you know, I've, I just think diet is so important and having Uranus and Taurus at this point is really bringing our awareness to all the chemicals and the, the altered foods that are out there. And it's also alternative foods. And I think ironically now healthy food is alternative, you know, I mean, being vegan is still, I mean, I'm in Florida and I still think to some extent, uh, being a vegan is like an anomaly where I live, you know, and I mean, my, I'm, I'm, my family still eats very standard American diet, you know, not me. I, mean, I try uh, well, and get healthy meat, things. But. Well, the meat that they have, they, they, you know, I guess they have, they feed them corn, you know, not grass and stuff, and it's meant to fatten them up and stuff, and that's why yeah. we eat the meat, mm-hmm. to, you know, that it fattens us yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, you know, you're not even supposed to maybe eat meat anyway, you know. And then, uh, yeah. So. Well, our diets are changing, and definitely as we wake up spiritually and grow that way, we are more attracted to a healthier diet. Our bodies crave it, you know. And um, kind of being in this 
sugar fog and the fat fog, you know, it's like as you awaken to your intuition, your spirit is driving you closer to healthier eating, whatever that looks like for you. So um, I may be vegan, but I don't, you know, it's like everybody has their own path. I don't browbeat anybody with it. You know, I just live my life and do what I do for me and to the best of my ability. Sometimes it falls down because I'm around people who don't eat the way I do and I have to eat. So, you know, if you're out at a restaurant and they don't have things to accommodate you 100%, you have to, you know, bend or you don't eat. But um, I'm I'm pretty strict with myself overall. And, you know, I I don't, I have failings. You know, I eat processed food. I mean, you can eat things that are vegan but still processed and sugary. So you just have to really be aware of what goes in your mouth, you know, because it does come out in disease. And I just don't understand why society doesn't get that connection. It's such a simple thing. You put bad stuff in, you're going to get bad stuff out, you know? Yeah, well, it's uh, just kind of disguised, you know, because either, you know, the FDA or well, it's an addictive, the too. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sugars know, and fats are addictive. Yeah. Yeah. It really anyway. gets you addictive. Uh, you know, it's like Lay's potato chips. They said you just can't eat mm-hmm. one, you know, it's because they make it that oh way. Oh, my God. I grew up with that thing. I remember that, and I'm not kidding you. Every time I eat them, I think about that. I think about that. Well, slogan. I think that's the motto for Doritos mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. And I guess that the Doritos, that was one of the things I saw about the other things I was talking about. I won't even mention what I did because it's so gross, you know, but mm-hmm. – uh, that was another thing, you yeah. know, Doritos and Fritos and probably so many yeah. other things, you know. Or, Are those things yeah, that you enjoyed before all this? I mean, like, what do you I, think I about? Have, I, ha- <clears throat> I have. I have. Mm-hmm. And a job that I had, like, over a year ago, they had, like, free snacks, you know. So I, mm-hmm. I, would, I was eating a lot of that. I don't know if that's uh, why mm-hmm. I, you know, got, you know, cancer or whatever. But, yeah. uh, you know, there's a lot of so there's, I guess it's red meat too. They say so. Yeah, That's I just true. think that um, we really need to shift our mentality from "this happened to me" somehow to "I've played a part in what I do in my life" to align with that. So, I mean, it's not a blame. It's like an ownership. It's like, oh, if I'm behaving this way, if I like, for me, I notice if I don't exercise, I fat stays around longer. So. I, I get that connection, you know, so we have to start seeing more of a cause and effect relationship for our behavior. And um, I just think that it's become like the whole idea of cancer has become such an epidemic. And I think it's because many things, I mean, I could probably get in way too deep with my discussion of that here. And fortunately I, I only have two minutes left of the show. So I should probably wrap this up. Uh-huh. Is there anything I can okay. share with you astrologically? Um, do you see me getting a new job or uh, any a new love, a new house, or anything? Well, anything? Aw, well, Mars is uh, Mars is in your house of marriage and partnership, so definitely there's some action going on there. But I would say, if you could travel and find some playful time, that's going to be the best place to attract a partner. And education too, if you want to take some uh, higher education courses or learning courses, you know, things that you're interested in as a hobby that would be a good place to meet someone. 
And then um, definitely Aquarius rules your midheaven. So Mercury just went into your house of career. Um, this Venus-Neptune moon conjunctions up there in career. So you've got that. And then um, sun will be there in about a little over a week, about nine days, the sun will be there. And that will be a fabulous time for you to be seeking out some other career moves, but it's Aquarius. And that means you want to work for yourself. That's, so, that's and the, you could that's work online. Should be going back to work. That's the day I should be going oh. back to work. Uh, so I okay. don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah. you, you think I um, should work travel, for myself? Everything huh? looks like travel. Yeah, there's definitely work for your, like the Sagittarius Aquarius energy is strong in your chart. So it's work for yourself and um, do something that involves travel or fun. Okay. And I have to let you go. Nathaniel, it was so good talking to you. And I really wish you the best. I'll send positive energy and Reiki and prayers and everything to you. Okay. Well, don't be a stranger. Okay. Yeah, my pleasure. I guess you're on Tuesdays. I didn't know you were on. Uh, You're on a Tuesdays at 8 now. Um, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. And you can get it on iTunes anytime. Yeah. Just Astro Energy. Okay. It, yeah, because well, I didn't see it on Blog Talk. I, I don't know it's not coming up on the shows uh, that are yeah. coming. I don't know oh. if you know that. Do you know that? Oh. Uh, no, I didn't I, know I that. Actually oh. 